Hosted on the Moon Studios presents another ghetto and godly. What's good, congregation? It's your girl, Auntie Mimi, the big shit talker. One half of ghetto and godly, joined by Dr. Key and the muddy fucking hell. How y'all doing out there, man? We're doing big things today. What's going on with y'all? What's good? What's Hi. good? What's popping? What it is? How you feeling? Feeling great as always. How about yourself? I'm alright. Yeah. Uh huh. today. What What you do this weekend? Work. I've been working hard. I work hard every day. What does that consist of? Working on the show. You know what I'm saying? I got to create production, create promotion videos, uh, prepare the outline, prepare questions, prepare oh, stories. Oh, you did all of that? Yeah, so did. <laughs> so did. What did you do? First off, I did the outline, Dr. Key. Uh, Key uh, to the city. I don't know about that. I did the outline. Don't know nothing about it. I, you know, I do my footwork. Like I just need my credit. Because uh-huh. if you don't, if you're not gonna give it to me, I'm gonna take it. I take it. So I book the the talent. Uh, you if you want to keep it all the way funky, I get work done, baby. You know this. You get work done. I get shit done. Okay, all the equipment, all the production. I mean, all, it's a team all, effort. Uh, but that's what, uh, I'm, what I'm telling you is, I just need my credit for the shit that I do. You, Please and thank you. You get all your credit. No, because you're not gonna talk about you did outlines, you did all this <laughs> and that. Like that's not the truth. We're not gonna sit here and fabricate to the congregation. Okay. That's not how we gonna start this week. We gonna do what we do. You feel me? Anyway, yeah. so we went to see. Bad Boys for Life. We did. We did. When? Yesterday. We did. We, we, well, he doesn't real. remember because he fell asleep. <laughs> I, I, I fell asleep doing Bad Boys. Doing Bad Boys for Life. Damn. I that have shit to, was I have to, We have to do a video and I have to show y'all like the stance of like <laughs> how Dr. Key falls asleep. Like anytime he gets in this stance and it, it looks like he's not asleep, he's about to go to sleep. I perfected that shit in school, y'all. <laughs> That's what it was. That's what happened. So was it that unthrilling that you fell asleep in the movie theater? Like yeah. what happened? Or like you was off your meds? Like yeah, bad boy didn't do it for me. You know what I'm saying? Like I guess I'm past that that point of my life where that fugazi entertainment don't entertain me no more. You know what I'm saying? It gotta be like some real shit. But it's like living legends. I don't like, give a damn. They're fake legends. Fake legends. They're not real Oh, legends. the disrespect. I want some real legends. You know what I'm saying? So Martin and Will are not. Martin, they're, Martin they're like and Will act, Smith they're are not actor, legends. They're actor legends, but like I'm used to real stories now. Like You know what I'm saying? Like I consider bad boys on the same level as Aladdin. You are so disrespectful. What? Like why? The disrespect that is spewing from from your lips. Why? Is because it's just like and, and it when was we so came, when fake. We, it when, and, and mind you, it was over the top That's what action, I'm saying, like man. shit blowing like, up. I can't. The way people were dying that. and getting killed and getting knocked off by I one can't nigga. Fuck with I'm it. not gonna tell the story, but. It it was not believable. But if you go back to the foundation of Bad Boy, that's why when when I got home, I had to go back and watch the first Bad Boy. Because yeah, it wasn't as action packed, but we're in twenty twenty. Like you gotta step that shit up a mm-hmm. hundred notches. So you have to make it extra entertaining because 
look around us like life is a whole bunch of unreal shit going on so of course it's not going to portray or depict reality no because we're not we're not we're not intrigued with reality i am now one was fire one was fire but but this this third one i mean two was pushing it you know what i'm saying but i was at the age where i could still accept it but this third one man, i can't accept that bullshit it's not bullshit we're not gonna do that yeah the most touching part of the movie was when captain died you know what i'm saying why are you telling it oh my bad my bad, my For, bad. sorry congregation he likes to tell movies and storylines but um so yeah an important character did not make it um but yeah supposedly it's supposed to be um allegedly is it gonna be a new a bad voice for you're not here for it Mm-mm. i'm here for it i'll support just because it's for the culture not here for it at all mm-hmm. sorry y'all not fucking with it i got dragged into this one <laughs> <laughs> you did not get dragged into it. I got you that. went willingly and ready. No, I did. But babe was like, you know, you're a journalist now. You need to go and get some reviews. You need to go and you gotta be able to talk about this stuff. First you know. Of all, first of all, I don't. Oh, you don't talk like that. How <laughs> you talk, about it? I I sound a little bit more brolic than that. Brolic. You saw I got put more bass into it. A little bit more bass in that. Baby, you need to go to the movie <laughs> and make sure you watch the movie. Whatever. And make sure you you get some stuff to talk about on the show, cause you know if you don't have nothing to talk about, we we can't talk about it. I am so mad at how you trying to portray me. You the one said you more brolic, but I ain't say you was you know more my, brolic. My voice is a little bit deeper than that. It, Maybe um you need. To- it, it's because I was making it like a woman. You know how to make it lighter. But I don't sound you know like I'm that. Saying? I'm very much so a woman. Okay, I got you, Shada. We we get the point. Is my phone over there? Your phone is over there. Alright, so y'all, today's show is entitled King of Plastic. We have celebrity plastic surgeon, cosmetic surgeon, BBL extraordinaire, Dr. Miami coming on the show in a minute. What's BBL? Brazilian butt lift. Oh, God, you speaking in code now. I feel you. <laughs> that is I not code. That's called. That is what it's called. You know what a BBL is. I don't know what a BBL is. I ain't never seen a BBL. You've seen in my plenty life. of B. Do you have Instagram? Uh-uh. Yes, you do. So you've seen plenty of BBLs. Check my phone, please. Your phone ain't doing that. It's gonna ring, right? Yes. All right, we we waiting on. She excited about the guest, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, goddamn, you gotta calm down sometimes. Nobody excited uh, like T. that. I just want to make sure <laughs> we ain't missed the call. You know, sometimes technical difficulties occur. No, not over here. And <laughs> and uh, you know, shit don't be Mm-mm. mapped out the way Mm-mm. it's the way we intend for it to. No, all right, y'all. I want to break some breaking news, man. That was a shooting in Utah. Where this kid, uh, on day and reveal his age, so he gotta be like either a teenager or younger. But he killed his whole damn family, y'all. Tragic, tragic. Did they tragic. say what the motive was? Nah, they don't even know yet, man. I just don't understand, man, what's going on in America with the gun violence. You know what I'm saying? And people killing their whole families. White. This is going on. I mean, that one black kid killed his uh, mom in Little Rock. You don't remember that? Remember, I was listening to that video. You got That's mad. Different, like, but how? What out you how, to out, out of how many white shooters are black? How, how many, many white, white shooters does it are take black? To get one black. <laughs> you crazy? Like, uh, I don't know. That shit is an anomaly. 
He was probably raised white. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I just don't know, man. Like, it, it's a crazy world we live in, you know? Like, I didn't even have my parents to think the fact that I would want to kill them. That's crazy. Yeah, it sounds a little bizarre. A lot bizarre. I'm not even going to sugarcoat it. It sounds a lot fucking bizarre. Let's stop playing. But, you know, that shit is happening, like, every day, more and more frequent. It's it's real spooky out here. Yeah. In these streets. In these streets. Real live spooky. Man, no trip about the space, but I can cut it. I can edit it. I'm going to start editing our show anyway. I want it to be A1. A1, like day one. So you say you don't know a lot about cosmetic surgery? So you never had cosmetic surgery? Hell no. <laughs> never. You ever thought about getting something done? No. Uh-uh. Like, you know, because like, I, I really like, honestly, y'all, I feel like God really blessed me. I do have one issue, one issue that I have, and it's because um, I have a weak, uh, one, of, one of my eyes, I have a weak muscle, but I'm going to get that uh, surgery and take care of that, but other than that, like, you know, God bless me, man, like, I don't have nothing that I wish, you know, like, I wish this was a certain way, or I wished I had this, you know what I'm saying, like, I, I feel like I had everything I needed more. That's what's up. Mm-hmm. That's what's up. See, it made me tall, man. It made me tall, long. You know, people can see me, you know. I, you know, he built me up like one of him. One of him? Mm hmm. So, we explain that. Uh, he, uh, I, don't, I just want to say, like, you know what I'm saying? I'm in his image. So, with me being created in his image, you know, I feel like I'm tall. I got strong features because he has strong features because, you know, like we, we need to be seen, we need to be heard, and we need to be remembered. So and it's easily to remember someone that way. When they're tall? Yeah, because you can see them. And when you're tall, you can, you know, they stand out amongst the crowd. Am I tall? I mean, you're kind of tall for a woman. Hmm. But I'm like 6'5", you know what I'm saying? Like, there's people taller than me, though, but, you know, I'm like 6'5", so I'm up there. I'm like 5'7 and a half, but I wanted to keep growing. I wanted to continue to get taller. When I was a kid, when I was in high school, I wanted to really be a model, like, and I had that model physique. Like, I was taller than everybody else. I was extreme, like, not extremely skinny, but I was, like, skinny, like a size zero mm -hmm. until, you know, later on in high school. But um, I wanted to keep growing. I was a little bit upset <laughs> when I stopped, when my height stopped and kind of peaked. But I'm good with my height. Like, I feel like... I have that height to where my weight can fluctuate and it won't be like, damn, it's like what you eat, you know, <laughs> it, I get to that. I can get to that point, but I think it takes a lot. You know, what's heavy to me is like, oh, you're fine to somebody else. You know, I'm, I, pref I would prefer to be my height or taller versus being short, like no shade to the short people. But, um, you know, I, I like my height. I'm tall for a woman, and I thoroughly enjoy it. I don't have, like, extremely big-ass feet, though. I got you. Do you think there's anything um, you would like to change? Like, is there something that you would like to have plastic surgery for? Not now, but I always say I'm open to it. Like, after I have kids, mm -hmm. like, if for some reason, like, I, I do plan on breastfeeding, like, if my titties just sag or like my 
you know, my, my weight just like completely doesn't go back to, I don't snap back or my stomach is big, then yeah, I'm open to it. Like I think plastic surgery is, is a great tool. If you are motivated to get it for the right reasons for yourself and, um, yeah, I'm here for it. And then like, you know, um, with Dr. Miami, like this guy has made a big impact to, you know, our culture. You know what I'm saying? When I say our culture, I mean like the hip-hop community. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, this guy got like over a hundred. How many songs we got by him? I think it's like over 30. No, it's more than that. Over 30 songs I'm, mentioned. I'm going to... um I'm, mentioned I'm, Dr. Miami. I'm going to have you um, discuss it. And then I'm about to pull one up real quick, okay? Okay. So yeah, there's over 30 songs with Dr. Miami's name mentioned, and he's his his name really rings bells in the industry and within the culture. Like you can't talk about asses or BB or Brazilian butt lips or you know plastic surgery for that matter without mentioning Dr. Miami. Like he was one of the first like that I've ever known to like really be like a celebrity. Um, plastic surgeon or cosmetic surgeon really like take that torch and like capitalize on it as far as like marketing on social media so like he's a pioneer in that in that aspect Most now. to me to you to me all right i got one queued up guys I got a video queued up. We got uh, Dr. Miami and uh, Lil Satan. And this is a World Star exclusive. Crazy name. Yeah. <laughs> Lil Satan. It's crazy. But hey, let's check it out real quick. And we'll get y'all a clip into the, the one of the, the music videos of uh, Dr. Miami. And they actually shot this video at Dr. Miami's office in, uh, I believe it's in Miami. And uh, they actually um, had a surgery, a mock surgery. Once we uh, pull up the YouTube, you guys will be able to see the video. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, we're going to dive into this clip real quick, okay? Yeti. Hey, this is Stacy calling from Dr. Miami's office. Unfortunately, our system is down today, and your payment will be due in all cash. What? Please let us know if this thing can be assist you in any way. Looking forward to seeing you. Ta-ta. Hey, catch me a body, no Dr. Miami. Need me a fat bitch, I think her name's Tammy. Hit that bitch raw while I'm stealing my I'm a shit on your Grammy And hey, I never fell a drug test I know all about drugs Only smoke exotic Miss made me throw up Yes, I ain't niggers But no, I'm Alright Okay Alright, Dr. Miami Welcome to the Ghetto and Godly Podcast How you doing tonight? I'm doing great I'm doing great What's up? All right, man. We got a lot of questions for you, man. And first thing I want to jump into, you know, you know, this this right here, guys, is celebrity. This guy done touched damn near everything I don't see in the hip hop world, man. You know those perfect bodies you guys see on the videos. Doctor Miami done down there put a stamp on all those. You guys can also, you know, I'm sure you guys probably don't see them on TV. I'm sure you guys don't see them online. This guy is very active. You know, he he's in more music. Music videos than some artists, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, we want to we want to welcome, you know, Doctor Miami to get on Godly. We want to make sure everybody is tuned in and 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 and, and watching this show right now. This is crazy. Yo, thank you for having me. Thank you for having me, guys. It's awesome. All right, Doc. So we're gonna get into the first question. And we know you were born and raised in New York. When did you realize? Yep. Were you? Say that again. Was that what? You were raised in New York. 
I was raised in New York. That's right. I went to Brooklyn College. All right. Lived on Glenwood and East 17th Street. Okay. Shout out to Brooklyn. <laughs> so when did you? Out of Brooklyn. When did you realize you wanted to pursue a career in medicine, specifically in cosmetic surgery? So I, I always wanted to be a doctor since I was a little kid. I used to watch a, a TV show called MASH, which is probably on Netflix or Hulu or whatever. It's like an old TV show without all the uh, surgeons. Um, in the war, I didn't realize that it was a comedy, that it was a sitcom. I thought okay. that was like what surgeons did, where they like get surgery and like joked around and had a good time. And so when I was a little kid, I watched that, and it, it left a big influence on me. I'm like, okay, that's what I want to do when I grow up. Fast forward um, a bunch of years, and I was 19 years old. I was in, in college. I met my the, the woman who become my wife for the last 25 years. Like she was now my girlfriend. She got into a car accident. Oh wow! She got a scar on her chin. It really bothered her a lot. So um, she opened the Yellow Pages. It was back like in 1990 or something. Mm-hmm. And with pre-internet, you know, so she opened the Yellow Pages, found the, the nicest ad she could for a plastic surgeon. It was some guy on the Upper East Side of Manhattan. We took the subway in. Mm-hmm. And when she went in for a consultation, on his desk was it looked like a wedding album, like those hard plastic pictures. Uh-huh. And it was, a, it, was just, it was an album of before and after pictures. Oh, and wow. It was the first time I actually seen plastic surgery before and after pictures. Remember, before digital photography, before the internet, nobody really talked about having plastic surgery. If they did, they kind of pretended like they didn't have it. You know, like it was like, mm-hmm. well, something people would just hush-hush. Right. And so, seeing those before and after pictures, to me, it looked like magic. It looked like Harry Potter wizardry. <laughs> I was like, when she came out of the consultation, I was like, how did you do this? Where did breast come from? How did the nose get like that? Where did the tummy go? Wow. And he's like, well, this is, this is cosmetic surgery. This is what plastic surgery is. And the next summer, I started medical school, and I went right to the Department of Plastic Surgery. And since then, I've done nothing but study and practice and uh, pursue plastic surgery. So, so that's, that's a long time ago. You were that's uh, that's 20, 28 years ago. What? That's crazy. So while you were attending Brooklyn College, you weren't your intentions were not to become a plastic surgeon. It wasn't until this moment. No, it, it was to be a doctor. I knew I wanted to be a surgeon. Okay, got like, you. Like I knew I just thought surgery was cool. Just right. the idea. You know, I don't know if I was going to be a neurosurgeon, an orthopedic surgeon. Those are the kind of surgeons that I've been exposed to right. on TV and whatever. I didn't like there were there were no plastic surgery TV shows in the eighties. There was no, um, it was before Extreme Makeover, before Dr. 90210, all that. So if you're a kid growing up in the 80s, you don't really know much about plastic. The only thing I knew about plastic surgery as a kid was that, like, it was something that rich old people did to look weird, you know, like <laughs> to make your faces look like plastic or whatever. Tight. <laughs> Tight face. So, so that visit to that doctor's office was eye opening, it was mind blowing, really. Yeah. So, like, to piggyback off what you're saying, like, before, bef- actually, to me, before you, there was a Dr. Miami, cosmetic surgery, plastic huh? surgery was completely taboo. Like you said, women, yeah. were, they weren't telling the truth about having it. You know, it was like a rich yeah. white, white woman type of thing or a rich white man thing. So, <laughs> when you first got introduced to doing plastic surgery, BBLs, uh, breast implants, did you realize, like, oh, shit, like... These asses yes. I'm, I'm doing is like better than cook crack. <laughs> yes. So, so okay. So I had so, so look. I went to medical school in St. Louis, Missouri, a great medical school called Washington, and that's where I first started learning plastic surgery. Mm-hmm. And when I was deciding on where I was going to train, my wife really, really wanted to live in Miami. 
So she basically forced me to come to Miami, which, which God bless her. It was the best thing ever. So when I came to Miami and, and I did my training here, Miami is the kind of city where everybody lives in their bikinis and their bathing suits. Right. right? It's, it, there's a lot of skin showing. And so it's the perfect place if you're going to practice and perfect the art of plastic surgery. It's an ideal city. Plus it has a very big influence in South America where, for example, in Colombia and Brazil, plastic surgery is much more acceptable. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, now it's acceptable even in America, but back then, it was like you said, it was taboo, but it was very common and easily talked about um, in Latin America. So people in Miami talked about it. And so it was, it was just a perfect storm, you know, a perfect place to learn right. this stuff. And then when the Brazilian butt lift came around, around the year 2000, that was when I was just opening my practice, it really started to explode. Mm. And then slowly it kind of, that op- this operation kind of leaked across the country to New York. There's a lot of great surgeons in New York that do it now. L.A., Vegas, Chicago, Dallas, Houston. So, um, yeah, so I, was, so I was lucky enough to be at the right place at the right time for that. Right. right. Yeah. That's super dope. Now, you've yeah. taken the marketing of your practice to, like, a whole nother level. Like, you made other doctors have to step their, their presence up online as far as social yes. media. Like... Yes. Did you, were you onto something? Like, were you ahead of the curve or was it just something that you just kind of fell into? Like, okay, I'm going to document, I'm going to document these stories. I'm going to document these before and afters. Like, what was the motivation behind that? Okay. So, you know, like most plastic surgeons, you know, 10 years ago, we had a website with a gallery before and after pictures. But then when social media started taking off, Instagram uh, specifically, um, people were like, Hey, you got to show your pictures on Instagram. So, you know, it, it was me. It was a guy from Atlanta named Dr. Curves, who's fantastic. Yes. And basically the only ones that were putting up our before and after pictures on Instagram. And within a few months of starting, uh, of starting to put pictures up on Instagram, we had, you know, almost a hundred thousand followers, which is a lot for a surgeon mm-hmm. in 2014. Right. Right. Um, but uh, we were showing some sort of explicit edgy stuff, you know, butt cracks here and there, <laughs> a nipple slip here and there. Yeah. And so what happened was Instagram deleted our account. Oh, wow. And yeah. when Instagram deleted our account, I was moping around the house and my daughter, who was 15 at the time said, dad, why don't you try Snapchat? Mm. And I didn't know what Snapchat was. I didn't. I, had, I never used it. But they had just started that story feature mm. that now oh. Instagram has, and all the other and Facebook and everything else. Right. So it was just that the moment that Instagram decided to delete my account was the same month that, that Snapchat started their story feature. So I went to the office. I downloaded the app. I asked permission from the first patient who happened to be a teenager, a 19 year old girl who wanted it, who had Snapchat, and she's like, "Sure, Snapchat my surgery." Mm. And lo and behold. You know, within a few months, there are a million people watching surgery yeah. every day on our Snapchat. That's but it wasn't crazy. some, like, brilliant marketing strategy that we planned out. It was just one of those, you know, God sent, uh, you know, lucky breaks, you know? Uh, um, but it, it goes to show you that, you know, when, when God closes a door, he opens a window, you know? Like, it's, it's like right. we, were, we thought getting Instagram deleted was the worst thing ever. Mm-hmm. It turned out to be the best thing ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. It's always the way, Doctor Miami. And then look, it's always the way it is. Yeah, always, always the way. The way it is. Look, your YouTube. You're um, you're you're also putting some of the videos on YouTube, correct? Or yeah, we do. We okay. do. Cause uh, YouTube's like, a little tougher because they don't like you know they're 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 you know like 
on Snapchat, you can show actual surgery. Right. You know, and because it's kind of like person to person type thing. It's not like just out there. It's hard to search Snapchat or YouTube. You know, kids are on it, and they can search to they want to look at stuff. So it's high, highly restricted. On Snapchat, you can show it all. And, and so when so when people when people are watching my Snapchat, they get a peek behind the curtain. They get like see what surgery is actually all about. Um, like when you watch Grey's Anatomy or TV show a TV show about surgery, they just show the, the you know they kind of they kind of. Hide all the good stuff. What I think is the good stuff, right. the right. actual cutting and sewing, and and so you get to see how the sausage is made. <laughs> and for a lot of people, it's, it's too much to handle. Uh-huh. But for some people, it's it's like it really, it really, it's very interesting. Yeah. And uh, so now literally millions of people watch me do surgery now. Uh, you know when I when I do my procedures, and it also educates people who are thinking about having surgery. You know, they, they know what the procedure is all about. They get their heads around it. How does it work exactly? Mm-hmm. And for people who are students thinking about going into medicine or surgery or nursing, they also get a glimpse into into what that what those jobs are like. Damn. Um, so there's a whole bunch of people that watch it. Yeah, that's crazy. Another thing I see you um, you're doing, Doctor Miami, is um, you're working with uh, penises. I saw you doing uh, penis enlargement. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and you're making penises. You're putting penises where there wasn't a penis before. You know what I'm saying? And, and, <laughs> yeah. And, and, yeah. Uh, like that's some, that's some tricky stuff, bro. <laughs> that is tricky. That is tricky. Uh, let me let me tell you. Uh, for, okay, let me tell you what I do. What, what I do. Is uh, is an operation called the Panuma Penis Implant, which is basically like a breast implant but for feet. So That's it goes crazy. through an incision by the hair bearing skin, you know, like in the pubic area. I make a little incision about two inches long, and then I slide the implant mm-hmm. onto the onto the top part of the penis. So it makes it look a little bit thicker, a little bit longer. Um, it also eliminates what we call shrinkage. So like when you get a, a cold shower or oh, you go to the pool, it's cold. It doesn't, it doesn't shrink. It stays. It stays like a respectable Ooh. locker room length. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's fucking crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. That is crazy, dog. That's crazy. And that's some new technology, right? That's a real thing. That's, that's crazy. a real thing. Is, is that new technology, dog? Because they weren't that's doing new that technology. Eggs, right? yeah, yeah, it's new technology. It is. It, okay. is. It, just, it was just FDA cleared in the springtime. Yeah, so it's, it's brand new. That's uh, it's just like FDA cleared last May or so. Um, but, it, you know, but, and that's just the first generation of this implant. I mean, it's, it's like the iPhone 1. You know, just wait 10 years. Yeah, right. Who knows? That's I think the next crazy. one's going to vibrate and spin around and who knows, whatever. No. Connect to your I iPhone. Vibrate and spin around. I'm going to be no need for men, okay? Just eliminate all men. Damn. <laughs> you just need your penis. Yeah. Now, look, Doc. Do- <laughs> right. Detachable. Right. You know, doc. put it back on. Take it. You can go to work and leave it here. Right. Whatever. Just leave that right here. <laughs> now, Doc, how, how do the sales game work now? Because, you know what I'm saying? This ain't know you got commercials for I, I haven't seen commercials for this out there so do you guys have like contractors who like you know know the group of men who will be interested in this or do you guys just do it like by on the on demand like a word of mouth type? just on just uh, on demand no no we, we we it's 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 you know if you google it you'll find it you know what you, i mean it's not something that there's no there's no tv ad for it yet for it. <laughs> it's like yeah, it's very, okay. and right now it's very low key. Yeah. The, the company that makes the implant, there's not enough surgeons that are trained to do it 
for them to like roll it out with commercials oh, nationwide, okay. it's not it, it would be ridiculous. Got you. Yeah, because it's just not because it's a technically demanding operation. Another way I said it was just you slide it right in, but actually there's a learning curve. So only you know certain uh, certain urologists, certain plastic surgeons can do it, and you have to be trained how to do it, and all that. So, but give it a few years. I mean, I'm giving you the heads up on what's coming down the pipeline. So you really can be ahead of the curve yeah that's crazy with everything that you do doc your online presence it just seemed like dr miami just living his best life like he pumping asses up he's in <laughs> in miami party like, every day you know he's listening to rap he's on mute in music videos like you actually play rap during the surgery like you're bumping trap yeah. music yeah. you know what i'm saying like, like that shit yeah. is crazy you are a marketing tool you're all in your own right yeah well i mean look look everybody all surgeons listen to music when they operate. Right. Everybody has their own taste, you know. <laughs> right. You, you know what, Doctor Miami? Do you actually have like a playlist like out there on like Spotify, or Apple Music? You know, that what I'm would saying? be dope, Doctor Miami. You know what? Miami playlist. I, I, I use on, if you go to SoundCloud, uh-huh. it's called I Surge Radio. Ooh. I Surge Radio. Uh-huh. You'll find my playlist. That, that is. Dope. I don't post them. I don't post them every day. But you'll see there's like a bunch of like dozens and dozens of my playlists. I haven't done it actually in the last couple of months, but it, but they're there. But I do have a channel on SoundCloud and I try to share. But I, I like to stay current, you know. I I like to um you know, you know, I what? like new music. Hey, Doc, I may have uh, some. We may need to talk about the after the phone. I don't want to put it out there over, you know, on the podcast. But I, I have some stuff that I do on SoundCloud that you may be interested in. I will. I'll put it up. I'll play it on. I'll play it on Snapchat tomorrow. You tell me. That's my man. After this call, you tell me. You, you the man, Doc. You so the man. Doc, what's the hardest part about being Doctor Miami? Like, what's the most difficult? Thing about being you. The hardest part about being a doctor, okay, so it's not the doctor part. Mm-hmm. It's the balancing family life and, and look, I'm, I'm happy, happily married man for about 25 years. Go ahead. I have five kids. Mm-hmm. I have five kids, you know, and then and I work with beautiful naked women all day. So, I mean, the hardest part is keeping that all together mm. and not doing anything stupid, you know? Right. So that's, that, that's the hard part. Right. That's real. Mm-hmm. You know, and, I, and, I, and I'm, a, I'm a religious guy, you know, I think about God all the time. I try to, like, think about my blessings and just that's keep true. it together. I think that's, like, when people become, any when they reach any level of success, the hardest part is just holding it all together. Holding together, yeah. So, mm-hmm. holding it together. That's it. That's <laughs> and, you know, and you know what I mean. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, you've touched yeah. social media, your own TV, WeTV with your own show, but you've also written a children's book in 2008 titled yeah. My Beautiful Mommy that focuses on a young girl whose mother yeah. undergoes plastic surgery, cosmetic surgery. Yeah. What was the that motivation? Was, that, was, that, that was actually... Go ahead. That was actually controversial back then yeah. in 2008. Like, now it seems like, oh, of course, obviously, if you're going to have plastic surgery and you're going to come out of surgery with bandages and bruises and look different, you want to tell your kids about it beforehand so you don't scar them for life. Right, right. But back then... The, the way people did it is they didn't, they just didn't tell their kids anything. Right. And they would basically traumatize. If you have a four or five-year-old kid and, you know, mommy's going to the doctor, mommy comes out bandaged, mommy can't take me to school, mommy, mommy looks different, right. what happened? And so kids will, you know, in their imagination, make up a story mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and scare themselves and they don't have to. So I have a children's book 
at the time, my kids were very little, and I was, you know, reading them children's books every night. So I thought, hey, this would be a great way to communicate with, you know, for my patients to meet with their kids before surgery. So it's not a, the kind of children's book that you'd reach just any kid, you know, before they go to sleep. But right. if you're a mom and you're about to have a tummy tuck or a nose job, and your kid, our kid is going to notice something's up, it's better to tell them ahead of time. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's just like a friendly way to communicate it to them. Yeah, yeah you kind of yeah. shook up the Jewish and, and, community with that And it's been translated into Spanish and French, yeah. Say again? I said, Sorry? you kind of shook up the Jewish community with, with that book. <laughs> oh, that, that, well, not with that book. That was, that book didn't check it. The Jewish community thing was, was, um, was a video we did, <laughs> we did with, there was, that that was also kind of mis, mis, uh, misconstrued. Uh, let's put it that way. Mm. There was a um, there was an Orthodox Jewish punk rock band whose lead singer wanted a nose job, and I said, "Hey, if you write a song about it, I'll do your nose job for free." Uh-huh. And uh-huh. and he he wrote a, he wrote a song about it and did a video, and of course it was it's hilarious. <laughs> um, but you know, <laughs> but it, but you know, this is back. This is back. You know, uh, I forget when it was, but I think twenty twelve or something. Right. Before you know, people got a little sensitive, right? People got a little sensitive about it, mm. but um, but it was fine. <laughs> That's even dope that you did that, though, Doc. You know, what I'm saying you gave him a time to fix his, uh, you know, his uh, issue, his, his imperfection, and uh, a funny way of expressing it. You know, what I'm saying? If, yeah, exactly. If you can't laugh at yourself, you know what Man. I mean. It's mm-hmm. Like, come on, yeah. You know, that's it. Right. Some people just got stale personality, Doc. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And we're glad you don't, Doc. Yeah. So we took up a few questions from who we call sure. our congregation, which is our supporters and our listeners. So one of the okay. questions. From the, from the congregation. From, let's, hear the, let's hear the question. From the congregation. Is it true when you get a Brazilian butt lift, which is a fat transfer, uh, mm-hmm. to your to your ass, is it mm-hmm. when you gain more weight? Does your ass just continue to grow? Yes, <laughs> that, that is true. Wow! Tell, tell your congregation that is true. That is the truth. So if you, if because it's real fat cells that you're moving around, mm-hmm. and the fat cells don't know they've been moved, right? Mm-hmm. So if if you're usually when you gain weight, it goes to your love handles or your belly, and I take those fat cells and I put those same fat cells in your butt. In the future, when you gain weight, it will go there before it goes anyplace else. Mm-hmm. So I tell patients, look, it, it, get down to a weight that you're comfortable with that you can maintain. Then have the BBL mm-hmm. so, so that you can maintain that size. Okay. If, you, if you're in the process of losing weight and I put those fat cells in your butt, then you continue to lose weight afterwards. Those fat cells will shrink. And if you're if you're the skinniest you've ever been and you're for sure going to gain another 10 pounds after surgery, those fat cells will grow. And I've had patients come back with butts that are like colossal, you know, like disrespectfully big, you know, and do not match their size at all. That's I mean, you got to like suck the fat back out. So, so that is a good key, question. I thought the key was to gain weight so you can have enough fat to transfer to your hips and butt. If you're if you're too skinny, then you need to gain weight okay. so I can have some fat to transfer to the butt. But you have to then get comfortable with that new weight on the scale. Mm. So if let's say you live at 120 pounds, let's say theoretic, that's where your that's your that's your plus or minus weight, you know, plus or minus two pounds, you're always 120 pounds, right? Right. And you want a bigger butt. Right, mm-hmm. but you don't have that much fat on your love handles to transfer whatever. So I think get, go up to one thirty. But look, that's your new weight. That's get used mm-hmm. to seeing okay. one thirty on the scale. Because I'm going to take that fat and put it in your butt, and now you got to maintain one thirty. What happens is psychologically, some some women they don't 
They don't like the idea of being 130. Mm. Well, if you don't like the idea of 130, you won't have a big bus. You're going to have to, like, psychologically get used to that weight. Because that's going to be your new, yeah, that's going to be your new set weight. But you remember, the weight on the scale is just a number. If the fat is in the right places, it doesn't matter what the number is. I know that's right. right. That's what I tell myself every day. (laughs) (laughs) And it's true. 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 Totally right. Yeah. Gotta have some fat. The fat has to be in the right places. You know, right. nobody wants a no. Not nobody wants a stick. You know what I mean? Except a dog. <laughs> nobody wants a bone with a dog, Doc. Last question: Is it possible to do a BBL while not under anesthesia? And if so, is it some method you recommend? It, so I, I hear the last part of the question, but the answer to the first part is yes. You can do a BBL. Uh, under uh, sedation or local anesthesia. It is possible, and the results can be fine. But there's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. It's not the way I choose to do it, but because I prefer my patients to sleep. But, um, you know, but it can be done that way, yeah. Okay. And it's safe. Yeah. I had a question for me, Doc. Now, I'm not thinking about, I'm not opposed to surgery, cosmetic surgery, <laughs> until after I decide to drop a couple kids. Man, come out. But listen, Doc, I'm lacking some edges. Do you have a Doc? You recommend so I can get my edges back on my head. <laughs> yeah, there's, 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 yeah, sure. I used to do hair transplantation about five years ago. Thomas, it's a very tedious operation. It takes all day. Mm. And, you know, it's like, and it, it cut into my butt lifting time, you know? So, but, <laughs> uh, but, but it works. Um, there's a, there's a guy named Dr. Nussbaum here in Miami, mm-hmm. uh, Miami Hair Institute, I think it's called. He's fantastic. He's been doing it for like, I don't know, 30 years or something, maybe, maybe 35 years. And he's really, really good. Um, and it's, and it's done with sedation. You're not asleep or anything. You just, you sit there and you watch Netflix while they do the surgery Ooh. on your head. Damn. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's crazy. Doc, I got one last question for you too. Now, uh-huh. out of all the songs you ever did, Doc, which one is your favorite? Out of all the what? Out of all the songs you ever did or ever recorded at your office, which one did you have the the most amazing time? You had the best experience ever for this one song that you did. Of all the songs, you mean like in terms of the artist, like, that, like video or artist? Yeah. Uh, well, I would probably have to. Say, I mean, let's say it was a lot of fun shooting that video. Uh, it was very fun. Um, it was a lot of fun. Um, we have Fetty Wap in the office. We have Walt. Well, we had two chains. Two chains. I'll probably okay, say two chains. Two chains. Two chains actually came into the OR and watched <laughs> watched the butt lift. What the other artists? The other artists like Kodak came to the office and he watched. I think he watched the breast augmentation. I don't think he watched the butt lift. But two chains watched the butt lift, and, and he did good. Like a lot of people, when they come in and they actually see the surgery. They get a little like lightheaded or yeah, you know, like their stomach. Yeah. Yeah, but but you know, but two chains two chains of the G. He just said he was there. He didn't shout out the two chains. He didn't flinch. That's crazy. That's fuck. That's crazy. Two chains. One 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 of my guys. You know what I'm saying? That that I follow in the music game too, Doc. So that's dope. That's dope. Yeah, he's a cool guy. He's a cool guy. But it's funny. He, he came in and we, he's like, you know, I got daughters, 
and I got to think about all <laughs> you know like it's it's funny how having kids changes your perspective on like you know mm-hmm. uh, how do you think about you think about all these things in a different ways when you have your own kids especially when you have daughters right but um he's he's a, he's a serious guy I like him no. but yeah so that I guess I guess I would say him but um we we got a lot of we've had we had a lot of great people in the office. Khalid came back, you know, the great Khalid came in. I love Khalid. He was Khalid. That's mad. Yeah, he's great. Oh, Khalid. He's super, very Khalid, down, very down. Khalid, Khalid. Yeah, DJ, I know, I know DJ Khalid, but I'm talking about Khalid, the, the, the singer. Okay. You know? Khalid. He oh, Khalid. You know, DJ Khalid. Oh, damn. That's dope. Yeah. He got some plastic surgery? <laughs> no, he didn't get plastic surgery. No, no, no. He he didn't, he didn't come in for surgery, no. <laughs> Two chains didn't come in for surgery, no. No, 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 no. I'm just messing with you, no. no they, came in, they, came in just, they came in just to hang out and say hi and just see what was up, you know. I got you. Dr. Miami for the culture, okay? That's mad, though, man. Yeah, That's of course. That's mad, though. Doc, tell the people where to follow you on Snapchat, where we can watch these Brazilian butt lifts and, and just check it's, you out. It's the real Dr. Miami. Just on all social media. Right. Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter, um, TikTok, even. <laughs> That's dope. Right, That's dope. That's well, dope. thank you so much for thank coming you. on Ghetto and Godly Doc. You are super dope. Like I said, back <laughs> to Miami for the culture. And um, yeah, thank you for coming on. We're gonna thank come you, see thank you, Doc. Thank you, Ghetto and Godly, for having me on. I appreciate that very much. And we you gonna, guys have a great week, you a great life, and God bless you. God thank bless. you, Doc. Okay? And, and we're going to come You're see welcome. you, Doc, when we come to Miami, okay? Yeah, and don't forget, don't forget when, after the call, you send me the songs you want me to play on sound call, oh, okay? Yeah. Yep, you the man, Doc. We appreciate you, too, Doc. You got my number. Yep. You're welcome. Be well. All right. Bye-bye. Thanks, Doc. Gone. Yeah. That was dope. That was dope. That was dope. Shout out to Dr. Miami, man. That was amazing. That was super dope. Yeah, uh, congregation, congregation around the nation. What, what, what you got? Oh, nothing. Okay. My mic sounds nice. Yeah, of course. You know what I'm saying? We, we, we yeah, got Dr. It. Miami is super dope. Like that, very humble guy. Dope. That was that was mad dope. You know, we we want to give y'all a treat, man. You know what I'm saying? All the listeners a treat, and we want to you know bring more people who impact in the culture on the show, so we can give y'all more of that raw, you know raw. A lot of raw shit. Raw questions and all that. A lot of raw shit. (laughs) Y'all know what it is. Anything else you want to add, Dr. Key? We had Dr. Key and Dr. Miami. She's a doctor show. Man, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I just, you know, I just want, you know, people to like, you know, if you do want to do plastic surgery, you can. But, you know what I'm saying, like, ultimately, you know, you got to be happy with yourself. Ain't, ain't nothing wrong with, you Period. know, you know, improving your body if that's what you want to do. And you can go that route and you can afford it. And if you can't afford it, you know what I'm saying, you can go hit them weights, you know what I'm saying, uh, or get you a fitness plan or get you a, a good diet plan. Or just you know love what, what God gave you, just, yeah, You know what I'm saying? You know, like, I think we, like we, and I'm all, I'm all for, like, whatever makes you happy, do that shit. But ladies, I just want to leave you with just kind of to piggyback off of what Dr. Key said, just to do it for the right reasons. Don't do it because everybody on Instagram looks this way or because a man wants you to have a bigger ass. Like maybe he need a bigger dick. Like, you know what I'm saying? Just make sure you do it (laughs) for (laughs) you feel comfortable with it. If you want to make these changes, then then do it. Just don't do it for nobody else except you. Because at the end of the day, you got to be okay with you. 
Yup, but but he need a bigger dick. Goddamn. I'm Why just saying, go? like, don't I'm let a man so tell you he, you need a bigger ass and tell that nigga he need a bigger dick. <laughs> you know. He was wildin'. But yeah, you know what I'm saying. Just be happy with what you got. If not, you break the bread. You know what I'm saying. We got Doctor Miami. He gonna take care of you for sure. And next, man, I just want everybody to be safe out there, man. You know, I don't know. You know, we got we got listeners all over the nation, but you know, right now in Vegas, you know, what I'm saying it's um, we got a lot of people driving the wrong way down the road. You know, what I'm saying. Man, and be careful! Stop drinking and driving that's and, and drugging and driving. Just, it ain't just drinking. Just catch an Uber. You know, what I'm saying high out here, getting behind the wheel, and it's fucking spooky. Uber like seven eight dollars. You know, what I'm saying depending so, on where you're going. If yeah, it's like seven eight dollars. But if but, you can afford the high and the drunk, then you can afford the Uber. But even if you're under the influence, you know what I'm saying? Like Uber will I think you for yeah, free, yeah, right? yeah, they'll take you I think Uber will do it for free. You know what I'm saying? But they'll get you home. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't have to drive, you know what I'm saying, not not to be going down the wrong way at the highway. And like that should actually happen to me before. And like what I did was I saw the ass coming. I just got all the way to the other side and got their damn way and let them go. But if that happened to you, you know what I'm saying, you I suggest you to get all the way to the opposite side of their ass and get off the road. So and let them pass you and don't try to stop them don't try to you know what I'm saying do nothing with their ass get just get out the way cuz they coming out the way <laughs> they ain't stopping that's real and you know what I'm saying that's my tip to the congregation Y'all you just did. be safe out there you know life is short yep cherish that yep and cherish that body man you know what I'm saying Love your body. Love your body. Take care of your body. Drink water. Yeah. Get some sleep. Yeah. <laughs> All right, congregation. As always, thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Ghetto and Godly. Keep the conversation going with your favorite co-hosts, Auntie Mimi and Dr. Key. Remember yeah, to always be good to yourself yep. and one another. Until next time, congregation. We out.